Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You see, we can't change anyone's heart. They were not ready for the gospel. So Jesus just said, okay, and he left. Learn how to respond to rejection. We don't force, we don't argue, we don't get mad. We leave and we pray for them privately, but we move on. Why did Jesus go to the other side? Because there's more people that were interested. Do you find it hard to talk to people about controversial topics? Most people do. You've probably heard the saying, don't talk about politics or religion. That's because people tend to have strong views on these subjects. Pastor Mark in his teaching today will talk about Jesus' approach to sharing the good news. You'll learn what Jesus did when he talked about the kingdom of God and worked miracles and how he handled the people's response, whether it was positive or negative toward him. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Luke chapter 9 as he continues his message, Follow Jesus, Live Dangerously. While on earth, Jesus operated with power and authority. That's how he cast out demons. That's how he did all his miracles. Look at Matthew 28, go down to verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So on earth, Jesus had what? He had power and he had authority. Then he says this, Therefore, as he's getting ready to go back to heaven... Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. That's exactly what I'm doing today. And surely I am with you always by the Spirit of God, by the Holy Spirit to the very end of this age. So Jesus, before he went back to heaven, he took his power, which is the Holy Spirit, and his authority, and he transferred them to who? To you. Raise your hand. If you're a Christian, Christ follower, raise your hand. He transferred his power and authority to who? To every one of you. He transferred it. See, but when you became a believer, the Holy Spirit came to live in you. That's why he said his presence will never live you. His house is your house. So the very power and the very authority that Jesus operated with, I have. It's not my power. It's not my authority. It's God's delegated power and authority. I speak, I minister for God. So I have the calling and I have the equipping. It's a team effort. We go together and work with God. Now, 
how do I know that I have this power? Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So the power I have from God is not my ability. It's just my availability. Now, head on back to Luke chapter 9. I have my calling, so do you. I have my equipping. What's my assignment? Verse 1 and 2, he gave them power and authority to drive out demons, to cure diseases, and he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. What's my spiritual assignment? Here it is. I'm to use God's power and God's authority for one thing. Number one, actually two things. Number one, to proclaim the good news. The word proclaim simply means to herald the good news. Understand, we have good news. We have a message that people need and want to hear. God can redeem them. He can restore them. He can revolutionize their life. He can put their marriage back together. He can get them off of drugs. He can eliminate that demon possession in their life. He can turn their world right side up. As you're being challenged by this, you're going to be reminded that all around you are people that need to hear the good news. You say, well, how is that going to work? Well, it's not only to share the gospel, that people are sinners, sinners are separated from God, they need peace and joy, any life can change. But the second thing is, I'm to minister. You see, Jesus said, go out, heal, deliver, change lives. Now, I can't heal, I can't deliver, but I can pray for people to be healed and pray for people to be delivered from demons. Pastor Mark, demons, they're like not in the world, are they? Oh, yes, they are. There still is demon possession. And so we have the power to do that. Plus, it's simply to show the love of God, i.e., when we head down to the places that were affected by faith, we go to show what? Love. Jesus loves our spirit. He loves my body. And he loves my mind. He came to minister to the whole of man, not just one aspect. So we are going to go in this. What is the bottom line? It's very simple. Changed lives. That's why we're here. That's why you're here. It's to have our lives changed on this earth. It's to have changed lives. 20 years after the disciples in the upper room, 120 people in the upper room, 20 years after that, look how Christianity has spread. It says in Acts 17, those who have turned the world upside down have come here too. You see, that's what we're after, turning Brevard County upside down, having lives radically changed, families changed, personal relationships changed, work changed, money changed, possessions changed, whatever. When God comes into our life, nothing remains the same. Well, look at verse 3. He told them, take nothing for your journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra tunic. You know, the airlines have read that verse. (laughs) Do you understand what I just said? 
Look at the next verse. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. What is my mentality to be when I step out and take a risk, when I live dangerously for God? Here it is. Number one, travel light. What Jesus is simply saying is this. You've gotten too comfortable. Now, let me remind you what this is. This is a little mini trip. This is not long term. When we get to church and how it's structured later, the Apostle Paul says, pay your pastors, pay your elders, pay the people that do the accounting and all that stuff. We do that. This is a little teeny ministry. Jesus had a treasurer. But understand, Jesus says, travel light. Don't get too tied up with lots of stuff. Yeah, but what are we going to eat? Jesus says, can you trust me? You'll have something to eat. But where are we going to stay? You can trust me. There'll be a place to stay. Now, is Jesus asking these disciples in their little test run to do something he didn't do? No, he's not. You know what the Bible says about Jesus? He didn't even have a place to lay his head. You see, he trusted his heavenly father. Now, I'm not saying we sell our homes and get rid of our pillows. What I'm saying is, and listen to me, we become too comfortable. Oh, Pastor Mark, if I have my 401k and I have my retirement and I'm selling my businesses and I have this account over here and I got four homes over here and I've got a master's degree and this company's going to take me, they're going to make me vice president. Do you think that's security? There isn't anything secure in this world with stuff. Jesus says it like this. Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. But you know, in the United States, that's exactly how we measure life. How do I know that? Here's the words we use. What's your net worth? And we think that brings security. You see, if I'm going to live dangerous for Jesus... Certainly I pay my bills. Certainly I take care of my wife and my kids. Certainly I'm a good worker. But if he says, head off, you go. And you're not sure what's going to happen. All he's saying is, I'm going to take care of you guys on this little journey. 16 years ago, Jesus said to Linda and I, leave Wustoff. Leave my security. Leave my education. Leave my master's degree. Leave all of the directorship. Leave all of the requirements. All the wonderful things that I had. Everything. You leave it and you start a little teeny church. Let's see what you do, God. God, I don't know what you're going to do. So what did we do? We lived dangerous. I didn't call it then. I just answered God's call. And what's he done? Now, if he'd have shown me this, I would have gone, no no problem, baby. Here we go. He didn't show us anything. He just said, you obey me. And you simply travel light. Don't get too comfortable. Second, we're to have a mentality of spiritual warfare. How do I know it? Look at verse 9. Jesus said, when you go to some of these houses, if people do not welcome you, shake the dust off your feet. When you leave that town, as a testimony against them. What was Jesus saying? Look, if you watch my ministry, Jesus said, if they persecuted me, they're going to do what to you? They're going to persecute you. So he says, when people reject the message, the good news, Jesus says, simply move on to other people who will be open to it. That gives us a sense of urgency to share the gospel with the whole world. Let me give you an example. You go to somebody, you're at work this week, 
or a neighbor. You're out to lunch with somebody. And you start sharing a little bit about Jesus, and they say this. Don't say another word. I'm not interested in your Jesus. Should I expect that response? Should I? Absolutely. So how do I respond to them? Well, excuse me, I'm leaving the table. Get out of here. Is that how I respond? No, not at all. So do I sit there? What do you mean? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to force this down your throat. Just listen. Watch this. Look at this testimony, man. Here's our example. Sometimes we're stupid Christians. I'm pleading myself. One day Jesus was at Gadara, Sea of Galilee. He came over. There was men demon-possessed. He freed them. By the way, his power and authority. How do I know that? The demons knew who Jesus was. And he took the demons and he put them in to a herd of pigs. And the pigs went down the valley into the Sea of Galilee. And the owners of the pigs came out from the city. And they went like, where's our pigs? Well, the two men are free. That's not what I'm asking. Where's our pigs? They're all destroyed. You know what they said to Jesus? Get out of our city. Now, how did Jesus respond? Make me. (laughs) Did he respond that way? Did he say, no, you have to listen to the gospel first? No, he didn't say that. What did he do? The Bible says this. He simply got in his boat and went to the other side. You see, we can't change anyone's heart. They were not ready for the gospel. So Jesus just said, okay, and he left. Learn how to respond to rejection. We don't force, we don't argue, we don't get mad. We leave and we pray for them privately, but we move on. Why did Jesus go to the other side? Because there's more people that were interested. So when you begin to share, don't expect everybody to go, can I get saved right now? That's not going to happen. But there are going to be people saying, you know, I've been waiting for an answer to life forever. Is that really true? And what am I going to share with them? My testimony. How God changed my life. That's the most powerful thing you can share, is how God changed your life. Brought your marriage back together. Took care of that situation. Got you off of that. Solved this issue. That's the most powerful thing you can say. So, understand what happens in verse 6. This is where the rubber hits the road. So they set out. Circle those first four words in your Bible. They set out. In other words, they left. And went from village to village, preaching the gospel and healing people everywhere. Now, they set out. Here's the problem. Too many people in our churches, they want to play it safe. They hear the instructions. They know we're called today. You know you have the power and authority. We're told to share the gospel and minister to people's needs. And church after church after church, in a moment, all across our world, leave the building filled with head knowledge. But they 
do nothing. Good intentions don't count. You see, if there isn't follow through, it's all a waste of time. If you don't follow through with this, then everything you've learned today is a waste. So they set out and went from town to town to town. Did they know what the first night's dinner was going to be? No. Did they know where they were going to stay? No. Did they have any idea who would accept or reject? No. But they went from town to town to town. Obviously, Jesus gave them some kind of a time frame to come back. When you leave this place, my goal is to have Brevard County filled with dangerous Christ followers. That's you. Armed with the power of God and a message that can change lives. Guys, that is why we're here. We're not here to do our little religious duty. We're here to change lives. I'm sick and tired of religion. This world needs Jesus Christ. Burrard County needs Jesus Christ. And I can't do it by myself. I'm not gifted to do it. You're gifted. You're equipped. My goal is to challenge you. Get out of your comfort zone and share the good news of Jesus Christ. That's why these. It's not some crazy thing that I came up with. It's to remind us that we have God in us. And that is so powerful. People's lives want to be changed. So what is the bottom line? Follow Jesus. Live dangerously. Say it with me. Follow Jesus. Live dangerously. Now notice what comes first. Not drive your car through the puddle and then pray to Jesus because you did something stupid. It's follow Jesus what? First and then live dangerously. That's what it means. See, the disciples didn't go, hey, we don't need any instructions. We're just going to go out. What a mess that would have been. No, they followed Jesus, then went out. Helen Keller says this, life is either a daring adventure or nothing. But too many people settle for nothingness instead of passionate living. They sell their souls to buy comfort and security. They fear risk and failure. They live accidentally, not deliberately. They let rules and boredom and weariness steal their passion. And once they do, they simply play it safe. You and I were not designed to play it safe. We were designed to put our lives on the line for Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus made an incredible statement in Mark 8.35. Notice what he says. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me, it's not, I got this great business plan, best of my is really good. No, no, no. Whoever loses his life for me and the gospel will save it. See, Jesus lost his life for the Father and for the gospel. And he saved his life. And that's why you and I are here. If we follow Jesus, we're going to take risks. We're going to take steps of faith. See, it's better to risk your life than to waste it. 
That what you think is secure isn't secure at all. That what you think is fulfillment isn't. The things of this world are empty comparing to doing the will of God. That's what makes the Christian life exciting. We can't afford to waste our lives by trying to save them. Paul knew this. Look what he says in Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live in the body, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, he understood it. The Apostle Paul, you want to see if somebody lives dangerously, study the Apostle Paul. He put his life on the line always. And he says, for the furtherance of the gospel, that's what makes passion alive. Well, look at verse 10. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Do you know that God is interested in what you do for him? We are going to give an account at the judgment seat of Christ of our time and our talents, he's not going to ask your net worth. He's going to give you an accounting of how you used this. Now look at verse 10. Then he took them with him, and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. What does that mean? What did he do? Well, when the crowds came, that meant there were always more people that still needed to hear. Notice what he did. He taught and he healed. Here's a verse. He said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Who are the workers? You are. Now, You either believe this first statement or you don't. The harvest is plentiful. In other words, there's lots of people that want to know. See, we have this mentality in the United States that everybody has heard a gospel thing. They see TV. They have radio stations. Nobody is interested in the gospel. Everyone that's interested in the gospel already got saved. That's foolish. Many people don't even understand the gospel. If they watch half of our Christian TV, they could never understand the gospel because the gospel isn't even presented on TV. It's how you can be rich. God help us. So there's masses of people, crowds, that want to know about Jesus. That's where we're going to go to them. We're, by the way, workers. Four-letter word, work. So what have we learned? We've been instructed by Jesus. We learned that we've been empowered by Jesus. We've been learned that there are many people who want to hear the good news. We've also been challenged that there's going to be many people who don't want to hear the good news and how to respond to them. And we've been reminded that we will be held accountable by God. We're to have a heart and compassion for the lost. Understand, Jesus didn't die on the cross to keep us safe. He died to make us dangerous. Today, Pastor Mark taught about Jesus' power and authority. You found out that Jesus got that power from God. You also learned that in the Great Commission that Jesus delegated that same power and authority to his followers. You were reminded that if you're a Christ follower that you have access to this power and authority. To receive that, though, you have to get in tight with God, just like Jesus was. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. 
subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. This wraps up Pastor Mark's teaching, Follow Jesus, Live Dangerously. Next time, he'll begin his teaching, Follow Jesus, Live Dangerously, Expand Your World. You'll find out about the danger of living in your comfort zone. You'll learn about how God wants to move you from a place of comfort to being able to be used by him to enlarge his kingdom. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a herd